Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse 16. I repeat, Paul writes, let no one consider me a fool, but if you do that, at least accept me as a fool so that I can boast a little. What I'm saying in this matter of boasting, I don't speak as the Lord would, but as it were, foolishly. Since many boast according to the flesh, I will also boast. For you, being so wise, gladly put up with fools. In fact, you put up with it if someone enslaves you, if someone exploits you, if someone takes advantage of you, if someone is arrogant towards you, if someone slaps you in the face. I say this to our shame. We have been too weak for that. But in whatever anyone dares to boast, I am talking foolishly, I also dare. And he's going to go on to then boast, as it were. It's like, everybody here is bragging. I haven't resorted to that, but I'm about to do it now. <laughs> like Everybody's been flashing their credentials, and not one of them is as qualified as I am, Paul says. So I'm about to step into the fray. I'm about to join in. I'm about to show my qualifications, my pedigree as well. He's being very harsh with the Corinthian church at this one moment. This has been a very comforting letter up until these final few chapters. When I was, uh, I was working with my team to come up with like a brand for the series, like a, a title for it, and a kind of an artistic motif for the curriculum and the art and stuff that we do in the, the bumper video, we, we kind of decided upon the, the God of all comfort, this very comforting, nice motif. So when you look at the curriculum, you see like, <laughs> beautiful pictures of like folded blankets and steam rising off of coffee cups and folded reading glasses on end tables and even a couple of cute puppy dogs wrapped in blankets because it's just so comforting. And then you get to chapter 10 and then this tone takes place. It's another reason why I think there could be credence to the belief that this is the supposedly missing letter of the Corinthians, that, that it's, we're not missing a letter, it's actually right here. We just call it chapter 10. We just, th those chapter numbers and verse numbers, those aren't Holy Spirit inspired. It's very possible that this is the missing letter because it, it takes on a totally different tone. Uh, when I was, when I was uh, talking about ideas for the naming of the series, I think it was Stephanie Bird pointed out like, yeah, but Paul gets really harsh. He calls stuff out <laughs> in that chapter. This is the one that doesn't really fit with the rest of the, of, of the motif of the, of the whole branding. So forgive me for failing to brand it, but do, uh, but do join me as we let the text speak, you know, comforting branding or not. This is what the text says. Paul is, Paul is about to step into the fray and he's going to even let it be known that he's been shown revelation. He's unclear as to whether or not that's in an in-body experience or out-of-body experience. He actually visits heaven. This was kind of a, a trend uh, when I, when I worked at Lifeway, uh, we came under fire. Some store managers started carrying books that had not, that we didn't vet theologically. And then the, uh, they were about heavenly tourism. There were some of these books like Heaven is for Real and stuff like that, that uh, teach some stuff that they, they're accounts from uh, little kids and their experiences in heaven. And nobody wants to argue with, with the, you know, the, this child who's been through a traumatic car wreck. Uh, you know, I praise God that the Lord gave him a vision to comfort him, but if what he wrote doesn't line up with scripture, scripture's, scripture has to stand. Now, Paul describes his own, however, heavenly tourism. That was kind of the, the, the criticism that was launched at us at Lifeway. 
even though we didn't write that book, produce that book, approve that book or anything, we just got held responsible for that book. It was published by another publisher <laughs> and yet they took us to task for its content. It, there is actually a biblical basis for someone going to heaven and then coming back. And that's Paul in this letter. Now he's, he's sheepish in this argument where everybody's like, well, I have this authority and I have that authority and I have these qualifications and I have those qualifications. And Paul hasn't thrown any of that around until now. He does this third person style in his approach to uh, his own experience encountering God in heaven, getting a glimpse of the third heaven. And as he does so, he, he doesn't want to seem like he's bragging, so he does it in the third person. Hence his, hence his, uh, his introduction here. He's not, he's, he's not going to just straight up brag about his encounter with God. He's going to speak it in such a way that it would sound like foolishness. He's gonna, he's gonna kind of get into the, he's gonna kind of get into the sand pit along with them. I repeat, let no one consider me a fool, but if you do, at least accept me as a fool so that I can boast a little. All right, I'm gonna get into this, the sandbox and boast. Everybody's boasting, I'm gonna boast too. <laughs> what I'm saying in this matter of boasting, I don't speak as the Lord would, but as it were, foolishly. So he acknowledges that Jesus never spoke this way. The one time that Jesus ever spoke about his own qualifications was in the Great Commission to make it clear that our commissioning is given with all the authority of heaven and all the authority of earth. Since many boast according to the flesh, I will also boast. For you being wise, so wise, gladly put up with fools. This is an indictment of the Corinthian church for putting up with this foolishness. At some point you should have known this Corinthian church, he says. In fact, you put up with it if someone enslaves you. Now, it may not have been as prevalent in the church of Corinth, but you're gonna see in later texts, the Judaizers come to power and influence within the church. The Judaizers were people who were saying, yes, the way that you're saved is by confessing as Je confessing Jesus as Lord and, do you remember what we said? Like Jesus plus anything is heresy. And you have to be circumcised as an adult. Like Paul is furious with them in the book of Galatians. Canonically, the next book here in the series calls them the mutilators of the flesh. And they they had power, like they, they had influence. Their message caught on. They were enslaving people to legalism. And Paul calls them out for that. That's foolishness. That's foolish of you to be enslaved by that kind of teaching. Now again, that particular teaching may not have been as prevalent within the church of Corinth. It's not clear exactly what kind of legalisms they were caught up in, but that's an example of legalism that would enslave people. When a false teacher would come on and say, yeah, everything Paul said plus be circumcised. That, that's enslaving people with legalism. If someone exploits you, he said in verse 20. Now this is sensitive territory because we have, we have a lot of sympathy for people who are manipulated, but Paul is pointing out like at some point, at some level, if someone exploits you, they're gonna do what they're gonna do, but you also have to acknowledge your own responsibility in the matter. If you, in the church of Corinth, if you've been exploited at some level, that was foolishness on your part. If someone takes advantage of you, if someone is arrogant towards you, like you should have known, you should have acknowledged this er the arrogance of the matter. You should not have allowed yourself to be exploited this way. If someone slaps you in the face, like he just escalates this. He's, he goes to the point of saying like, somebody were to come and slap you in the face and you would go along with what they have to teach you. You'd let them enslave you, let them exploit you, let them manipulate you. Paul's calling them out for this. I say this to our shame. We have been too weak for that. 
but in whatever anyone dares to boast, I am obviously talking foolishly. I'm talking foolishly. I also dare. He's calling them out for having followed such foolish examples. Come on, Corinthian church. You know better than all of this. You have been manipulated by foolish people, and it's time to wake up. That's harsh wording, and I know that culturally we're sensitive to that today. Let it be pointed out, there's nothing here about sexual exploitation, grooming and manipulation of that variety. He's talking about false teachers who corrupted the gospel of Jesus Christ. They enslaved these people. They exploited them. They took advantage of them. They're preaching for financial gain. People are willingly giving their money to them. That's something that does apply quite directly to our context today. Don't be exploited. Don't be manipulated. I don't, you, uh, don't, somebody could slap you in the face and you'd thank him for it and follow his teaching. Like that, Paul is calling the Corinthian church out for that. May we as Christians be unmanipulatable because we adhere to what God said. Not some sort of false apostles profession, but the word of God. This protects you. This protects you. And I'll say as well, for my own self, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If I teach something that deviates from what the word of God says, go with the word of God and ignore me. All right, don't be manipulated by somebody who defies the word of God in order to exploit you. Paul is fed up at this point in 2 Corinthians. He expects more of the Corinthian church, and rightly so. And so to imitate the foolishness of his own detractors, he's gonna get in the sandbox too. Everybody else is bragging, I'm about to brag. And he's gonna really, really brag. And say like, that's what impresses you? I've got a better resume than that. And he's doing all of this to drive home the point that the Corinthians should never have followed these false apostles in the first place. Christian, stay true to the word of God. If you see a deviation between Christian leadership, Christian publication, and what the word of God says, go with the word of God. That includes me, right? Deviate from scripture, ignore what I said. If you and I have a relationship and we're, I'm accountable to you, then call me out for it and I'll repent. I've done it many times. I've made mistakes before. I had this habit of mixing up Joseph and Jacob's names and I had to publicly apologize for that and repent of that. If I mess up, you call me out on that. If I teach you something contrary to scripture, ignore my teaching, go with scripture. Be then, as a result, unmanipulatable when it comes to false teaching.